do a promotion for Totes Recall Live. <laughs> I'm Dan Jaquet, and this is how I talk. Uh, just kidding. What? Oh, you know what? You can't hold on to that. I mean, you were struggling so bad, but I really I didn't that. want to help you because you're being so mean to yeah. Dan. If you want to see Molly be this mean to me in person, Ooh, yeah. go to live.totesrecall.com. To get tickets to our live show happening February 22nd at the Trilon Theater in Minneapolis, Minnesota, mm-hmm. February 22nd, uh, 2018. It's gonna be great. Men in Black. Men in Black, the movie. 7 p.m. with a 6:30 pizza reception. Ooh. Pizza talk. Pizza talk. You can have real live face-to-face pizza talk and watch Molly roll her eyes so hard. A whole half hour of pizza talk. A whole half hour of Molly hating herself. Live at February 22nd. I'm Dan Jaquette. Totes Recall. Toad's Recall, the podcast <laughs> where we talk about a movie we can't remember. Kool-Aid man is <laughs> in. <laughs> and we break through a huge wall with two pizzas and two salads. Thank oh, you. Yeah. oh, yeah. Thank you, patrons. And then watch that movie while eating and drinking. Spoiler alert, we also drink often tea. Tea um, or sparkling. No, water. no, but some pizza, of us don't. Some of us don't. Pizza and salad talk is plenty. We do not you need tea to talk? add and drink. Oh, you're no talking tea about, talk. We drink tea during the show, often drink sparkling water during the movie. Oh, God often, bless America. Yes. Beth Nobody bucks cares. all beverage trends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beth will occasionally drink some water. She has a flat water. water. Yeah. Flat water. Flat. All right. From Bale's Beach. What movie we'll are we making? Water when he comes My name is Dan. I'm Molly. I'm also Dan. And I'm Beth. <laughs> and our movie this episode is Groundhog Day. Whoa. What? What was that? Groundhog Day. Uh, I get it. Groundhog Day. <laughs> Starring. The day when a groundhog comes out of a box. It's kind of stupid. I don't know how it started. Groundhog Day. That's the one. Starring Bill Murray and... Uh, um, uh, you know, at Andy McDowell. McDowell, Andy McDowell. I almost said, "Is it raining?" Daniel Stern. No. Who's like the awkward cameraman friend? Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott. Yep. He's a Daniel Stern type. This movie also has beloved character actor Stephen Tobolowsky. It does. Very excited about that. He. This movie was maybe the first movie. Where I knew who he was. Like knew his name or recognized uh, him? Uh, seeing him moving forward in my life, this was what? the touchstone <laughs> for my experience with him. Because yep. first and it was some guy I don't know. Then it was, oh, that guy from Groundhog Day that was a delight. Totally. And then, oh, he has a name. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a delightful name. Yeah. Stephen Tobolowsky. And yeah. then I think he's got a podcast too that I keep forgetting about. Yes. I also Until I don't. I feel like he might have written a book too sure. about being Stephen Tobolowsky. <laughs> he seems like a man of many talents. Yeah, and I hope he's not a creep. Yes, we all hope that. Yes. What? Uh, I just want to point out that I got a lot of shit from y'all for trying to put the Star Wars universe in context of my own life. Okay. 
And here, Dan has put this famous character actor in context of his life. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to double Dan, okay? I believe I am relating my personal experience watching this movie in my own life, which is a cornerstone of this podcast. Whereas with The Empire Strikes Back, you were trying to plot whether or not the reality of the movie took place before or after you were born. Right. Well, you okay. Uh, yeah. Can I tell you, I had heard about Groundhog Day forever Ooh. before I actually saw it. And I was going, it was very close to being one of those movies that I never actually saw that I only heard about. Did you resent it because people kept talking about yes. it? Yes. It was oh, like no. Friends. You know, I'm sorry. I don't mean to bring up Friends already. Um, I think TV you meant show? to do that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure you had that planned out the whole time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I resisted watching it because it was so popular, if that makes sense. Sure. Like, I felt like I'd already seen it without seeing it. For sure. So then I finally uh, made a conscious decision to watch it when it came on TV. And okay. it was good. It's a big TV movie for sure. Yeah. And I guess it's a good TV movie because you can tune in at any time. Right. Right. And just sort of pick up wherever. You get most of the. You, you know, get you get the idea. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. I guess the middle chunks kind of. Tedious. I mean, repetitive. It's just the same. Deliberately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same day over and over. Put my little hand in yours. Hmm? What? That's the song he wakes to, to every Is day. It? Something like that. All right. Oh. Wait. I Dance thought it was Cher. Oh, it's, it's I Cher. got you, babe. Sonny and Cher. I got you, babe. Oh. Ooh, maybe Isn't there a maybe the syndicated version you saw didn't have the license to <laughs> Sunny and Cher song. How does that work? I actually don't know. Uh, music licensing heads, tweet at us. How does it work when a movie gets the license to play a song? Does it just always have the rights for that song, no matter what situation that movie is played? Well, I think no. Okay. Because I'm aware of the movie Rad, which has is that the biking. Movie? It's a BMX biking yep. movie, oh and God. it has uh, Send Me an Angel. As a song? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a famous song in it, but it's never been released on VHS or DVD because they didn't have the rights to do that okay. aspect of it. Okay. And I guess it's a famous song, so it's expensive, and sure. no one cares about a BMX movie. But I would think a major motion picture would, would just get all it, of the rights. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, th- in, I think okay. Rad is old enough that they couldn't conceptualize of a universe where they okay. have to write I just in. want to mention that when I worked at a major media corporation, there was language in all of our legal disclaimers mm-hmm. that mentioned any distribution now or that could forever be put in the future. Like, literally, they put a clause yeah. in that protected against like brain any lasers. distribution <laughs> in the future. Yeah. So I, I feel like maybe, I don't know if Rad was a major motion picture. Mm. I, don't I don't mean know. to be an elitist, but. Tweet at us, Radheads. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Tweet at us, Radheads. Whatever you want. Please. Specifically why that movie is hard to find or impossible to get legally. But also, like, why you consider yourself a Radhead. Yeah. Because that sounds fascinating. Yeah. Oh. And just hashtag. Uh, and that BMX emoji. Yeah. Oh, like, sure. it's there. Use it. Also, if you have, like, any sweet tricks you want to show us. Yeah, like Please. YouTube. Link us to your YouTube. Yeah. Send us a Vine. Sure. Wow. Or whatever. Yeah. It's not. Did anybody see this movie in a theater setting? No. No. I feel like I was Has anyone seen it in a theater? Young? I think I've only ever seen this movie on TV. Uh, I'm sure I watched this on VHS copy from some <laughs> movie channel. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I probably, this feels like a movie like my dad would rent Mm. or something. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you guys like Bill Murray from that ghost movie or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. 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 What year do you think this movie came out in? 
90s, 90s right? Something? Oh, it's got to be 90s. 90, but like 98? 94? 95. Uh, Molly's but 95. It's a Hail Mary. I have no idea. Great. Maybe 96. I don't know. I'm going to say 93. Ooh. Well, when did... I don't know. Now I'm... <laughs> Now I'm going back in my memory as if I am in any way an expert on Andy McDowell's career. <laughs> what were you going to try and? Let's try to think like when did too. she like come on the scene? When you know oh, I mean? way before Groundhog Day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Although she was in what is that Hugh Grant movie where she has that line where she says, "Is it raining? I hadn't noticed." Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Yeah. British rain. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was a romantic yeah. movie. It was just a really poorly delivered line. And, and the thing about Andy McDowell, okay, here's what I know about her. Okay. Her first appearance was in a movie, I think, called Caveman, Never which was that. from like the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it tried to depict, I don't know, I want to say realistic cave people, but that already sounds wrong. But what I do know is they overdubbed her voice with Glenn Close's. What? Whoa. Yes. Um, because she has a southern accent and it just didn't work with the film. Caveman uh, can't be southern. I mean, it's regionalist. I, I, <laughs> so, uh, and then her next, but her really big acting debut, or the where she really got noticed, was Sex Lies and Videotape, ah, which I, I think was it. in early '90s. It seems like it was early '90s, maybe mid. Um, and that was a really big deal. And she did an awesome job in that one. She did great. Like, she blushed on cue. Like, what? Five different times. It did five takes wow. where her character was embarrassed and she blushed beautifully each time. I don't know why. I think I used to read a lot of entertainment magazines. <laughs> I have a really weird depth of memory. But Andy McDowell, I have a whole file on. Do you think those entertainment magazines are why you think you've seen a lot of movies that you haven't actually <laughs> seen? <laughs> I mean, cool. that's, that's legit. Yeah. What do you think the odds are you've actually seen this movie? I mean, I've def- I'm okay. I've learned to not say definitely, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I have because it really annoyed me. And I thought, I wish I hadn't watched this whole thing. Really? Yeah. But I mean, remember, I watched it by myself. Mm-hmm. So sure. I think that affects things. Can I bet? Yeah. Mm. 88. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I feel like this movie has been around like before me. Mm. <laughs> ah, it was a free back movie. Yeah. BBM. Again, the, I got wait. made fun of. <laughs> What's, what are the two Bs? There's only one B. BBM. Before Beth. Pre Beth movie. Oh, P. I didn't P. hear you. You got to work on your plosives, dog. I don't want to pop the mic to. Oh, good thing we have these. Punch. Hot. I knew you were going to say punch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I definitely saw this at home. I don't remember the situation. Bill Murray's in it. He's a newsman. Yeah. Going to Pennsylvania. Yep. Yep. Puxatani. Puxatani Phil. Uh, oh, his brother's in this. Oh, he's yeah. He's the mayor, right? Brian. Oh, yeah. Daniel probably. Murray. He shows up. Mm-hmm. And he's a grump. He's a news grump. He's a news grump. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Thinks he should be doing something better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's a weather grump. Oh, is he the oh. weather grump? I think he's the weather guy, right? Oh. Maybe. But he doesn't. Uh, Molly's he, butt. I think he feels like this is not something that he wants to be doing. Yeah. yeah. He's I, reporting I, on the ground. I feel like shadow. his whole life he doesn't feel like he should be doing Yeah. That. I mean, it's kind of a Bill Murray character, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but that's still a bet. Sure. But it's not just this assignment. It's just like his life in general. Yeah. Like his, the choices he has made. Uh, thus far have made him feel not great. Yeah. And he does his thing, and then he goes to bed, and then he wakes up, and it's Groundhog Day every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's an insurance guy he keeps running into on the street. Ned Needlenose Ryerson? 
Yeah, I guess so. Is that so. Tabalaski? That That's Tabalaski, oh. yeah. Fritz Betts and Needlenose Ryerson. Steps in the puddle. Yeah. Oh. After he sees him. Before he sees him. And then is Andy McDowell a waitress? No, no. she's the producer. She's, yeah, she works with him. Is there a waitress? Somebody wipes. Oh, I'm thinking of Pleasantville. They wiped out <laughs> the camera constantly. Never mind. Oh, uh, yeah. I think there's some waitresses. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, because they eat at a restaurant. There's like a diner <laughs> that's they, important. Yeah, they Best bet they eat at a restaurant. Yeah, well, they go, they go to breakfast. Uh-huh. And then Chris Elliott says something about, oh. like, something. And does he get face stuff in this one? Or that's some, there's something about Mary? Face stuff? There's something, something about, about Mary. Mary. Yeah. 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 I f- I think Chris Elliott just sort of Chris Elliott's around in this one. He oh, doesn't okay. do any like crazy grotesque. He's kind of a creep though in this, isn't he? I don't know. Ooh. I think he kind of creeps on Andy McDowell, but oh. I don't Kretzka, remember entirely. When I first watched it, I didn't think he's a creep. Now, gonna think he's a creep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not entirely sure though. He might just be kind of like a comedy guy. Ooh, can I uh, do a parallel Dan's bet mm-hmm. to that bet? When I saw this movie, I thought Bill Murray was a just like a funny Bill Murray character. Now I'll think he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and that he doesn't deserve happiness at the end. You don't think he'll get there? I think he will. I feel I I barely remember this movie, but I remember the general premise of it. And I think that he I think his actions that he takes as he repeats his day over and over will maybe be like, oh, good, he's learning to be a better person. But I don't think maybe he'll necessarily like earn Andy McDowell as a like <laughs> girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it you know is. What I mean? uh, if I remember right, he breaks out of the groundhog cycle. Yeah, by winning Andy McDowell by having her fall in love with him by them falling in love yeah but well, he like but at one does point they stuff. seem to fall in love but then he wakes up again and it's very mm-hmm. disappointing and she treats him like a stranger not a stranger but a colleague again. oh yeah, they have yeah. A card, card throwing night yeah mm-hmm. there's and like I this think that's how he learns rejection and also that like there's more to it than that like he has to actually be like a good person and not just like go through the motions oh yeah because he pretends to be a good person because at that point he's learned enough about her to mm-hmm. tell her things that would make her like him mm-hmm yeah, he like tricks her into falling in love with him, and then he doesn't wake or he wakes up again. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm wrong, and that the movie actually thought this through, and like the last 15 minutes are like, oh no, he actually is like a decent person now, and maybe they'll have, give it a go. I think that's kind of how it goes. All right. I'll probably still object because it sounds a lot like the comic book. You earn a woman, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. just by effort of trying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, go find that internet article that I read once that's good (laughs) (laughs) called uh, Your Princess is in Another Castle. It's a riff on that Uh old Mario Jag. Jag? I'm sorry, what? Aren't you like that old chestnut? Yeah. Yeah, I think chestnut is a better choice. Is there a J word that's chestnut? Jam? Doesn't matter. It doesn't. (laughs) Tweet at us, idiom heads. Yeah, I love it. What, Dad? J nut. Nope. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. This might be more of a second half kind of subject to mm-hmm. broach, but like it's kind of it'll be interesting to see because of the premise of this movie. Like by its very nature, we can't really see Andy McDowell's side of them as two people interacting with each other. Yes, that's. I just thought about this because it's. I think it's set up in a way where it's like they know each other super well like but in reality it's like 
I guess they, they work together. Mm-hmm. But in reality, she's living the same day over and over and not aware of it. Right. Um, where he's like falling for her. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't really maybe have the time to do that. Right. <laughs> so it's interesting. So I guess we'll all be on the edge of our seats to see how they represent the happy ending at the end of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Because like if it's just like, I love you, we're together now, that seems very <laughs> problematic. If it's if she's been only living there for a day. Yeah. They build a I'm snowman. Worried sure. about that. Oh well. Don't they? There's some ice cutting. If they build a snowman, then Molly's bet they also make a snow angel. Because nobody definitely ever make a snow only angel. builds a snowman. There's always a snowman. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's true. Well, there's also an ice sculpture. That's one of the skills he learns. Yeah. Is oh. ice is chainsaw ice sculpting. He learns yes. to play piano. Yes. He learns all the answers to Jeopardy. Oh. Jeopardy? Yeah. Because he keeps watching the same yeah. episode. Same episode. Um, and he's like answering the questions before, or he's stating the answers before the questions. <laughs> How does Jeopardy work? In the form work? of a question. Yeah. He's yeah. The okay. Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing with that format? Alex Trebek? It was novel at the time. They were trying to like make like, something new. Well, they have but, such smarty smart people on there that they have to trip them up somehow. But then it's like if you forget to say what is, then it's like, oh, you didn't do it. It just yeah. seems trite. That's all game shows. That's literally that all the most game shows. Fraser Crane thing I think yeah. I've ever heard yeah. you say. You are Fraser Crane. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, I don't know. I never watched Fraser. Three thousand dollars. We'll watch. What, Cheers yeah. and Frasier? Sure. I'll t- uh, yeah. Is that a good Yeah, pairing? why not? Okay. Why not? I mean, one is a spinoff of the other right. one. Right. Yeah. What's fine, but we'll watch them in order. What's another good no. spinoff we can watch with Frasier? Ooh, great question. News Radio. That's not a spinoff. I'll watch no, News Radio. That I show's see what great. You're saying. I think. I mean, I was just saying another radio <laughs> show. Oh, <laughs> oh great. WKRPM yeah, yeah. Cincinnati. I like it. Radio, radio, big radio bang. Oh, <laughs> great. What? Anyway. <laughs> Jeopardy, uh, I just, I, I, it doesn't do it for me. Okay, is, okay. so have we finished listing all the stuff that he learns or does? Oh, no, uh, he learns a ton of shit. Oh. He, he kills himself a bunch of times. A bunch yeah. of times. There's wow. a dark period in the movie Groundhog's yeah. Day. There's a toaster. There's yes. a time where he kidnaps the groundhog, and the groundhog drives a car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't drive angry. Oh. A famous line. DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the groundhog steering the car feels very much like a The Wonders of DVD yeah. montage yeah. commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he gets hit by a train. Sure. Definitely mm. steps in front of a bus. Definitely oh. jumps off of something. Jumps off sounds... something. Mm. I mean, I think this movie keeps it realer than you would expect. Yes. Yeah. If someone was like, hey, it's a movie about Bill Murray doing the same day over. Like, that's fun. That sounds like a fun romp. Yeah. 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 And there's some romp parts. Definitely. <laughs> there's a romptage. Yeah. Yeah, there's a definite romptage. I mean, the whole movie's like one huge montage. Kind of, yeah. Does it pass back to Wallace? I'm going to guess <sighs> no or by the skin of its teeth. God. I mean, so there's Andy McDowell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's the hot chick from somewhere. Yikes. Wow. <laughs> wow. You'll see I'm right about this <laughs> characterization of this character. I don't know if they ever talk. Is there another woman that works on the news crew? No, I think it's just the three. I feel like it's just the three. Yeah. Is there an anchor woman? Mm. No. I think it's like a field piece where like we're sending. Yeah, but don't you like see like you get some establishing thing where he messes up the weather in the studio before they send him out, and you realize that his coworkers don't respect him. Oh, that's. I might have made that up based on how movies work, but I feel like that's in there. 
I'm going to say no. I can't. I mean, there's like an old lady. I feel like everybody's going to be talking about him if they even have yeah. names and talk to each other. Yeah. So, so this, this is like a day with, with a narcissist. That, what, sorry, what? Is this just a day with a narcissist? Yes. I mean, it's okay. a Bill Murray character, so yeah. <laughs> Star and then, like the whole idea is that he learns not to be, basically. Yeah, maybe. Do you think the first day starts with him waking up? Or do you think the first day starts with him going to see the groundhog's shadow? I think the, I'm pretty sure the movie has him, like has the news crew coming into town Mm -hmm. and then they like get there and establish themselves and then he wakes up the next day. Okay. So we go through that day once and then Mm -hmm. we get cued in the second time by the clock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Also, they can't get out of town because there's a big snowstorm coming in, yes. and like a tunnel closes or something. Oh, oh that's what that's what Chris Elliott says at the diner. Oh, like what did big he say? snow moving in. He's like, <laughs> we're not going to be able to get out of here because there's a big storm moving in. Yeah, that's Beth's bet. Nice. Ooh, I like it. Do we want to bet how long he lives in that hellscape? Like how many days? Mm-hmm. Forty-five. Yeah. Whoa. I, I don't know. I'm going to say it's not established. It's not established in the movie. I'm saying just, you just want to just throw it at the wall, guess, because that's what our show does. <laughs> oh, okay. Because the internet has talked about this at length. Oh, oh really? Yes. Seven I... days. Oh, wait, wait. Entirely? How many days? He repeats? Yeah. Okay. Like how long? Because his brain doesn't reset. So, like, how long does Bill Murray the Bean oh. exist in Oh, Groundhog maybe longer Day? if he learns how to play a the year. piano. I'm going to say, like, a thousand days. <laughs> I think it's long. Wow. Yeah. I'm oh going to say... Like, cause what I, did you say, a year? I said a year. Yeah. I'm going to say, like, I don't know, <laughs> two and a half years. Whoa. Wow. Okay. I mean, he does get really good at piano. Stuff. Like, <laughs> like, like piano various and things. And he tries yeah. to kill himself, like, eight times. Like a lot. Wow. That's what that was my how many times does he try to kill himself? I guess seven times. Yeah. Mm. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, we okay. can bet that too. <laughs> what? I was trying to write down what people bet, but uh-huh. then I forgot. And also, we can't check it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Sure. We can check how many times he tries to kill himself. Sure. <laughs> that would be a fun thing for us to do. That's so fun. <laughs> we can count every time he dies and like shout out loud after like, watching one, it. <laughs> two. Yeah, but this I think it's a, a, a hellishly long time. Yes, agreed. Wow. This or, seems like a not purga- fun movie. Purgatorially long time. Yeah. Does he, um, well, maybe this is a second half thing too. Uh-huh. Do you think he ages? Like, no. do you think he's like stuck in a time loop or do you think. It's just oh, like do his cells get older? Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a Ooh. that might be a second half discussion because <laughs> that we could go into a lot of different angles on that. That's wow. fair. I'm gonna bring it back. Please second do. Half. <laughs> Please Cliffhanger. do. Cliffhanger. Oh. What was that that you just drew on the in the notepad there? Uh, space to do ratings of the movie because I'm ready for that part <laughs> of the okay. show. Jeez. <laughs> oh my goodness. Not that we have to move there, but that's... no. I was feeling it. I was like, I feel like we've done as many predictions as we can, mm-hmm. but I might be wrong. Is there anything else? I here's Molly's bet. There's a very famous person that we totally forgot about. Oh, oh I cameo would on that. Yeah, because it is a comedy that's Bill Murray's in that's mm-hmm. directed by Ramis, which means every comedian from a certain era <laughs> is like friends with them. Yeah, so they might show up. 
do you want to bet who it is or you just you're feeling like there is one but you have no idea who exactly yeah i just don't know who it john is. john lovitz oh that's fun oh that's a good that's one. Of an era. That's a good cameo. Yeah, Rick Moranis really is my guess. Sure. Oh, but he never did anything after Ghostbusters, right? Didn't wasn't Honey I Shrunk the Kids after Ghostbusters? Oh, never mind. But then he didn't do anything. Yeah. It wasn't Honey We Shrunk Ourselves after Honey. Oh, Shrunk. all right. He fine. did like eight Honey. Is, I think this was like Prime Moranis time. Yeah, oh, it could wow. be. PM. Cool. God damn it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm feeling conflicted. Dan, how many uh, snow angels are you going to give this one? Uh, I don't know. I'm always wary when we watch comedies because they do not age well, usually. Uh, I'm going to uh, loop myself in to a cowardly three Ooh, snow wow. angel wow. rating. Wow. And I just want to clarify that this snow angel is the groundhog making a snow angel. Oh, so it's a groundhog. groundhog-shaped snow wow, angel. Wow, that's so much cooler. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm still going to say lot. three, but I'm excited that there are three of them. Do you think they can execute an angel shape? I just yeah. feel like they're going to spin around. Well, can we execute an angel shape? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Do we know what angels really no, look like? No, I feel like... I do. How many fit on the head of the I kid? do. What? <laughs> oh, Save sir. <laughs> Oh, I Cliffhanger. get it. Wow. <laughs> if anything, a groundhog would be more like a cherub, a cherubim. Because it it's like all stocky so and tiny. Beep, 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 beep. I'm just questioning the amount of motor control that a groundhog oh. has. Uh, oh. According to this movie, it can steer a vehicle. Really? Yeah. So, come on. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see how we feel in the second half. Three go f- groundhog go for groundhog <laughs> angels. Groundhog angels, yeah. Um. I remember loving this movie, so I'm going to go five. What? Five groundhog wow. angels. Wow. You're bold. Well, That's you know what it's happens terrible. if I don't get it right? Nothing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I start this day over That's, again. Yeah. I've done this day so many times. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Eventually, I'm going to You be able are to... 35. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, I'm going to be able to like just say all of the lines in the movie. That's how the podcast will go one Ooh, day. Do you think, just <laughs> random it's quick bet, do you think at some point he literally just like, uh, like enthusiastically explains this <laughs> to someone in the movie? Yeah. Like, please help, I'm trapped in a time loop or something. Yeah, I think he gets very sarcastic and mean. He doesn't really mean way. Like, mm. you don't matter. He punches Ooh. that guy in the face. Oh, yeah, he definitely yeah. punches the guy yeah. in the face. Punches the guy in the face? Oh, Ned? Yeah, yeah, I think he goes yeah. through at least one version of the day where he just tells people... But he doesn't like beg for help. Okay. Ah, but you know what? Maybe he does. I don't know. It sounds like a bet. Begs for help is a bet. And it's just generally mean one day is like the whole movie. So I don't think we really count that as a bet. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give it four. Okay. I also remember liking this movie. And then on top of that, I think Bill Murray says it's his the best. He thinks it's the best movie he's ever done. What? That's new information. At some point. I mean, he's done more movies maybe right. like zombie land came up and he was like that's the one for me <laughs> um so and i think there's gonna be some sad old men in it right wow which i always like yeah yeah so four wow love it wow chipmunk snow angels or what? Gra- groundhog? groundhog come on <laughs> it's not chipmunk the movie day. that we're watching yeah chipmunk it's a prequel <laughs> chipmunk dale yeah yep oh everybody knows that chipmunks grow up to be woodchucks 
which turn out to be groundhogs. Oh, it's like Pokemon. See? Yeah. Ah. Pokemon. <laughs> You're my best friend. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> Molly? Uh, I'm going to go with three, but not because I'm a coward. Oh. Because <laughs> I am hoping that I will end on a higher note. That I'll be oh. like, oh, man, this is so great. This is definitely a four or 4.5. That but, sounds kind of cowardly. I mean, yes. yeah, but it's more optimistic. Because okay. if I were to give my true, like right now I'm feeling a two. So just say Round two. Point. Okay, fine. <laughs> two in level of Because you know what happens if you're wrong? Nothing. <laughs> we do the, I, do listen, the I feel like again. a bunch of listeners just turned off this podcast because they're like, if it doesn't matter to them, then who is it supposed to matter to? The Bravians? <laughs> What are we talking about? They're going to turn it off if you're not being true to yourself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're like, well, if they're just pretend, if they're just playing characters on the podcast. Yeah. They don't really. Okay, so I'm going to commit to two. Okay. Two Groundhog Angels. That is what I'm committing to. Great. Right. I'm proud Everybody of you. Everybody looks shocked. I'm very oh, proud of you. I was expecting explanation, but you oh, don't have to no. give any. Nope. I'm not going to chase claim <laughs> that one. <laughs> Great. And with that, we're going to press pause, go watch Groundhog Day, and we'll be right back. And we're back. We just watched 101 minutes, or was it 30 minutes, looped together, we're not sure, of Groundhog Day, the movie. Wow. Yeah. Yep. It's all right. All right. We did it. Good cast. Oh, <laughs> nailed it. All right. Came out in 1993. Dan Linden nailed it. Boom. Good job. Oh, the I best. I could sense it. I could sense the 93-ness. Yeah. This is in primo fashion zone of the 90s. Yeah. I don't want to... I guess I do want to get to it right away. Andy McDowell vest? has a fucking sweet-ass vest. Oh. It's like loose-fitting and got vertical stripes like yeah. satin or the back right? of satin it's yeah. like pink and then a floral yeah. stripes yeah. it it's looks like, like it also could be like a pillowcase yeah. on a it's couch it's like Laura Ashley meets menswear meets mm-hmm. TJ Maxx I know that's really mean but Molly had a visceral reaction to that vest when it was first revealed to us as an audience and it is shown multiple times oh yes I mean, oh. because the same day is happening over and over we see a lot of the same clothes yeah I, I mean, mean I do have a question about that. Don't the you vest? Feel like, well, the vest, but also <laughs> just the clothes in general. Okay. Because I feel like they all change their outfits so much. Like, you don't change that many times in a day. Who? Oh, like, you mean the characters. Yeah, because she's wearing something. I guess she has a jacket on yeah. in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then Larry, so maybe she has the vest on underneath Yeah, that. and then okay. Larry puts on his, like, trolling for ladies sweater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy, Larry. Jeez. Oh. Uh, we had high hopes for Larry, I feel like, we as did. a group. Larry yep. seemed like he was the good one. Mm-hmm. He did for a very long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you have to fall out of like with Larry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hard. I guess as Bill Murray rises, so falls Larry. Yes. <laughs> as because, the saying goes. Yeah, because as we all know in movies, <laughs> there can only be one good, good man. man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. And uh, the main character must choose between them. Can't just decide to be an independent lady with her own hopes and dreams. Between who? Oh, between Larry oh, and... Oh, she uh, was never choosing between Larry. They set a, it up a little. There was a moment where mm-hmm. early on, Bill Murray's a jerk. Yep. Um, and he makes fun of Larry's getting ladies vest. <laughs> mm. Or not vest, sweater. Sweater. <laughs> um, and then 
Anna McDowell and Larry, Larry's Chris Elliott, by the way, (laughs) uh, go off together. They have a moment. It seemed like they're at least friendly. Sure. Mm -hmm. And maybe over time that friendship could grow into something Perhaps at a normal pace that you would expect two people who know each other. I feel like Mm. Larry was going to blow it, though. The way he was working on Nancy later, like he clearly was going to go too hard, too fast. Yep. Too furious. Too furious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like, yeah, it's interesting how the day changes for the other people depending mm-hmm. on what he does mm-hmm. right. because you would think that he was interested in Andy McDowell who is her character's name is Rita Rita, Rita. um but at the, toward the end of the day it's Nancy that he's interested in Larry yeah oh sure you know oh, what I mean I feel like Larry at that point is just casting around because yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's just... like oh if Phil can get somebody mm. and I'm not going to get access to cool Rita mm-hmm. And we'll see what's up with Nancy. Mm. I think he's sort of like Larry's snowed in. Larry's just looking for ladies yeah, at, in this small town. Love. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah. <laughs> just buckshotting it. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow. I mean, that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nancy plays the role of the hot chick. Yeah, yeah that was. Uh, well, how did you describe chick. it? I feel like there's a specific oh, attractive way. lady. Maybe no, no you, you said, said hot, hot chick. chick. But there was something else after it. I feel like there was a second qualifier, right? right? Uh, um, I didn't write it down. It was something like, it was like a hot chick that w- is was... from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. get with? Right? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Am I wrong that that's the role that, that was her occupies? Role. Yeah, that, that was the role she role. occupies. Yeah. Yes, correct. Pretty, I don't know. I just, can we talk about what a problem it is to watch this movie through 2000s? Something eyes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Because this came out in 93, but it might as well be a time capsule um, of just straight up sexual harassment in the workplace. There is a scene where Andy McDowell turns him down seven times in a row. Yes. And it's like the the work version of Baby, It's Cold Outside. Yes. And it's creepy as hell. Yes. And it's super creepy. Like there is no way for the two of them to hook up that's not creepy. And then at the end, we're supposed to think that he's grown so much because he falls asleep with his pants on. I mean, hasn't he in some level grown, relatively speaking? I mean, he's grown, but I don't know enough to be like a a grown human, you know? He's, I think he's for sure grown. That's, in my opinion, that's the arc of it. Yeah. But shh. Are you explaining character arc to me? Yeah. (laughs) But what? I think what I find problematic is that she's only had one day. Yes. Yeah. And we yeah. kind of hinted that we would wonder about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's maybe my only problem with this movie. Wow. I quite liked it. Spoiler alert. What? Is that it It would feel more honest if it the struggle was more him against himself. Because yes. that's the only thing that he can really affect yeah change on mm-hmm. like everything else is fairly static he's only got one day to deal with it and so the idea that he can he can do do a day so that rita falls in love with him mm-hmm. and he tries to force it early on that's what mm-hmm. you're talking about the yeah. baby it's cold it side scene yep. mm-hmm. he tries to sort of video game it it's, it's very like adventure <laughs> game of yeah. like yeah. oh that didn't work okay restart yeah restore my save game and it's yep. very creepy and mm-hmm. and he's like getting the right ice cream, saying the right things. Right. And it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, if if working is banging, I guess. Yeah. Although, yeah. it's interesting that he, 
it seems like they established very early on that he's in love with her mm-hmm. or something, even before the yeah. days start. Because when he does his hookup with Nancy Day, yeah. he, he calls out Rita's name mid-bangage. He also, like, right at the beginning of the movie, when you see her kind of playing around in front of the green screen, he's not listening to the whatever the other guy he's talking to is saying, and he's uh-huh. just staring at her. But um, he also goes way out of his way to piss on anything that she likes or expresses joy in. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, he's like, and then at the end, there's this whole speech about how I knew from the minute I saw you. And I'm like, I was like, bullshit. Well, I mean, I do think that there's something to an immature person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. play, like, uh, why can't I think of what that's called? The playground kind of thing of like. Like hit the girl like, yeah, away. Yeah, exactly. My friends and I like, in high school, when we'd see it uh, witnessed, when we witnessed ourselves, we would refer to it as glue bugs. Because like, I'm putting, like, haha, I'm putting glue and bugs in your hair because I like you. But like, that's the only way they can express themselves is by just like. And I feel like that's what he's doing is he's like, this is, I like you. So I'm going to like give you a hard time kind of like thing. in his 40s. No, I know, but he's really immature at the beginning of the movie. But he's he's gross. Yeah, he's gross. Yeah, that's the point. It's all gross, and then, except for one scene. And this he, whole movie is terrible. Is the one scene when the groundhog <laughs> drives the car? Because you lost your mind. Yeah, that Molly scene. laughed for a solid like ten minutes simply from the vision of Puxatani Phil with his little paws on the steering wheel. Which I love that that is the moment, like, I guess that's a perfect encapsulation of her relationship with this movie then, apparently, is that this wonderful moment then ends with them driving off a cliff together and exploding. Yeah, which I feel like is heavily foreshadowed. Yes. Because that's, like, the start of one of his darkest days. Yeah, he's like, I have to stop him. I have to stop him. But it is pretty funny. Yeah, right yeah. up until the end. Where they yeah. drive off a cliff and explode? Yeah. Was, I mean, Chris Elliott's got a pretty sad. good line when that happens. What was it? He's like, he could still be okay, and then the truck explodes. <laughs> oh. yeah. Comedic Comedy. I Can I take a... Sure. Okay. <laughs> I agree that he's terrible, but also like that's sort of like the f- whole point, right? Right. I mean, I think part of it is is that the whole story... Try- it's what was identified earlier, right? That he's trying to show an evolution and growth as compared to this other character's relationship to him right. as opposed to, and, 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 and we're supposed to gauge his worthiness through her eyes. But I guess what I'm saying is there's, there's not that much at the beginning that made me think that he liked her in any, like even in like a glue bug way. I took it bug to glue. I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like everyone's half sitting me down and I'm about to explain their mistakes. No, no, no. I just, I am. <laughs> like, no, guys are really terrible. I just think he, I took, I mean, I interpreted it as more like he was, I mean, he starts out of the movie, he's got a black little heart and doesn't give a shit about anything. And he's like momentarily distracted by Rita, who clearly is like very idealistic, and has like a very positive outlook in the world. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, it's sort of impl- it seems to be implied though that like in spending this constantly spending time with her day after day after day that sort of grows into something more complicated. So like because of the way movies work, I don't disagree with you that the way it's framed is like it, there's no you don't you know there's no actual uh successful 
demonstration of that when he says like oh the first time i saw you that is just him like retroactively applying that to the first time because he's been living with her for like two years or three years or god knows how many months it might be way longer right yeah Yeah. in rewatching this movie it was it was years Years. maybe you have to be you have to be decade yeah it's insane Uh, but I, but no, I mean, I, I, I think that revisionist history makes a lot more sense to me. Um, although I feel like this is a story we tell ourselves. I mean, especially when I was in my twenties, I felt like every rehearsal dinner I went to for friends who were getting married involved some sort of speech, usually from the best man or the father of the groom, where they would basically say, uh, my son is a horrible beast, terrible person until Delilah <laughs> came into his life and transformed him. And now he's an amazing person. And yes. I feel like this is like a, a mythology that gets played out. And I want to be like, this is not, it's not a woman's job to help fully form grown men. And if, I don't know, I, 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 like, right? Like, is it Beyonce's job to make Jay-Z a better dude? No. no. But that's not how the movie ends. He he has that he has that day with her and the day ends with him waking up again. Do you no, know what I mean? He has the manipulative one. Yeah. But then just by virtue of her being angelic and around him over several years, he eventually becomes a better person. Right? I don't know if it's her that's doing it or much as much as it's him It's like process of elimination. I think he just is like he's learning. Yeah. Like the <laughs> In order for him to learn, he's so horrible. In order for him to learn, he had to live the same exact day every single day to right. like see what actually affected change. But he he even says at the beginning of that day, like I don't want to, or I have things to do. And he mm-hmm. like goes and saves a kid and helps those ladies in the car and oh those ladies, those ladies, they were the flat best tire part ladies. of the movie. Flat tire ladies, except for the driving. incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, on his final day, I'll get to flat tire ladies so you can expouse. Yeah. <laughs> But his final day, um, his final Groundhog's Day, is just like a day of helping people chores. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he saves that kid. He saves the mayor from choking. Then he, like, pops up to save these three ladies in a car um, who are amazing. Yeah, it's three elderly women in a car, in, like, an old boat of a car. One of them is wearing a, like, fur print faux fur hat in the it's back like a leopard print and there's just a and we don't know where they've come from we don't know how long they've been driving in that flat tire but one woman just goes oh it's total no she you, says, to- you totaled it, it. you totaled it tire. and i was so jealous of whatever day those women have had and we never get to see it yeah i like to think they're having a nine to five day and there's like Ooh. do you think there's a guy in the trunk maybe boss in the do you trunk? think there's a guy oh, in the I guess trunk? It's a dead body in the trunk yes right? yeah. yeah oh that'd be amazing That'd be okay. Okay, I just want to get back to this thing for just one second. Yeah, we should probably get back to it for like the rest of the show because it's the philosophical underpinning of the movie. I love Bill Murray, right? I love him as as an actor uh, who has to this moment in time not been profoundly disappointing or terrible person. Eh, Google it. Oh, no, really? (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, well, we'll set that aside. Oh, as a a person or in roles? I don't know. In roles, for sure. I really like Bill Murray. Because he's a creep in Ghostbusters, too. Creeps on Sigourney. Yeah, he sure does. Yeah, okay, well, setting that aside, right? And we put in, I don't know, uh, Seth, uh, you know, that guy with Golden Globes. Yeah, Seth Rogen. We put Seth Rogen in this role. I don't like him. I just think he's a creep. You see what I'm saying? I feel like the charm. Oh, 
the charm uh, of Bill Murray sure. carries this us? character and is and is giving us add a lot more weight to this character than I think the character's written. And I also want to point out that Andy McDowell's character is totally pliable in this whole thing. There's a moment where she says, you amaze me and I don't amaze easily, which is 100% the opposite because I understand character arc, Dan. <laughs> Jesus. The 100% opposite. Like everything amazed her. She found joy and amazement in boring shit. Yeah. And that's why we like her as a character. Mm-hmm. And she, and it's not like she's saying it in an unself-aware way. The whole purpose of that line is to say he's making progress with her. And that's how we're supposed to measure him. Sure. It's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. So literally the parts of this movie that weren't messed up were the three ladies in the car. Yeah. yeah. The MVP bartender that I'm sure we're going to get to. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that, uh, that groundhog driving that truck. So good. Oh, yeah. I mean, the vests. Vests are great. Vests are great. Here's, okay. I guess this is, an, and you and I have this issue with a lot of movies. I don't disagree with you that it's messed up, but I think that's the whole point of the movie. Like I said, I mean, it's a 1993 comedy, which yeah. means they didn't think about it that hard. Uh, but ultimately, it is like this terrifying, like Sisyphean task, right? Where he is basically being tortured by reality, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and because it's a comedy in the 90s, it unfortunately, I agree with you, it gets framed in a problematic way. Yeah. But I don't think it completely dismisses how unsettling the situation is. In totally. You're saying I should give his character some slack because it's a really insane experience. To some degree, yes. Like all the times where he's being an asshole, like that is, I feel like, one of the most realistic parts of this movie. Like if you got stuck in the same day in the same tiny world forever, your id would take over for a long time. Mm-hmm. That is human nature. Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, Molly, there, there, you could see an arc for him? Like where he comes out the other end and you're like, he's a good, he's a hashtag good man <laughs> at the end. Is it just the fact that he's been, that the way we see that is that he falls in love at the end and that's how we know he's made it? Yeah. No, I think it is possible for, and his character does have some growth and development, I assume, but it is hard. It's hard because that thing that's supposed to clarify it also masks what's him and what's her. If that makes sense, or her influence on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she has practically no agency in the movie. Yes. Mm-mm. She's like totally there as a litmus yeah. test for how he's no doing. And she says no thank you uh, seven times and doesn't get anywhere in him yeah. leaving her alone. But that's a, like the first third of the movie where he's trying to game the system. Yeah. He's trying to game the love system. Like he loses in that scene, like that yeah. day. I mean, Eventually. Yeah. But she, I mean, talk about no agency, though. And she works for him. She's well, a producer. Right. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, he's still in, like, id mode at that point. Like, that is where he hits, like. I get that. Yeah. But <laughs> but her, her character has no agency in her work situation or in the way she's written. Yes. Yeah. So, I agree. And, and that is the mirror by which we're supposed to see him. Do you think though at the end mm-hmm. like there's a scene where she literally gives all of her money in the in the in the scene where uh, there's like an auction a bachelor uh-huh. auction and like there's a shot where she's literally reaching her hand to him mm-hmm. like that's what the change is is it's not him pursuing her it's her pursuing him mm-hmm do you feel like that is something <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's some agency there 
Although, I mean, it's, it is difficult because the entire thing is like the things that he does are for her. So, I don't know I don't if they know. are, though. I, I mean, but playing the... an instrument, like that's one of the things that she says that she loves but the... a perfect man would be. But I, oh shit, I interpreted that scene where he first <laughs> hears the piano, though. And this is, the, I mean, that's, I don't know. I interpreted that yeah. scene where he's in the diner and he hears that song on the piano as just him, like there's this moment where he looks around the diner and no one cares, yeah. right? So he's the only one who's appreciating this beautiful piano song that's on the radio. So it's sort of just him being like, oh, there's like these wonderful things in the world. Yeah. I want to explore them more. Yeah. I feel like that was the point of that scene where he hears it on the, you know what I mean? Yeah. It goes do. from him really caring about like the, like the little things mm-hmm. or not the little things, but like. Shallow things. Shallow things mm-hmm. to him focusing on the finer things in life. Yeah. Sure. I do appreciate that scene where he realizes that. The piano is a fine thing. Is he reading a thick ass book? <laughs> and I thought, yeah, I guess you probably would get there a period where you just like read oh, big yeah. books for sure. Yeah. Like you spend all day at a diner just like fucking reading some Russian literature or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, sure, sure. That's not a bad. That's not a bad that's way to spend winter. a couple thousand years or, or whatever. whatever. Like he's in there. <laughs> oh. I do. Uh, we could probably talk about this forever if he's a good man or not. But I do want to touch a little bit on how long we think he's in there. There's a couple hints yes. that I wrote down. One, when he, when he dresses up like Clint Eastwood and goes to see that movie with some random, random babe. Woman. Yeah. Um, he says he's seen it over 100 times. And I think he's telling the truth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also when he talks about the card tricks, he says like, f- what, four or five hours for six months? Mm-hmm. Yep. So like he's been doing that, like just that one activity has been six months of yep. doing that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, you expand it to all the harder things he does. Right, like, like learn piano, mm-hmm. learn French. Maybe he learns Italian. Maybe. It's hard to say. With pork chop, as he calls him, which is very mean. Yeah. Oh God, I love that actor though. He is <laughs> in that so one good. he's in that one moment and he crushes it. Yeah, he's the first one he sees on oh, his repeating day. So good. Anyway, I think he's in there forever. Not like forever. A, a but long time. I think it's like multiple years. years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we talked about how uh, as he, as it gets further on in his timeline, I guess, there's like a different lighting effect. It like he just like looks it. sick when he wakes up every yeah. morning. Mm. Yeah. And Beth, you made this part while we were watching it. It's like rough that he has to wake up at 6 a.m. every yeah. day. It's like. <laughs> can never change absolutely nothing he can do about that yeah like you that almost you almost wonder if the montage of him just destroying the clock it's not even like oh i gotta do this again it's just like shut up and he just goes back to sleep yeah yeah that day that's literally all he does that that yeah. iteration he just crushes the clock and just sleeps the whole day away. yeah yeah when i watched this as a kid it did not have the same weight for me as this time no of no like way how really bad that would be yeah like is literal torture i yes. feel like it's would be really really yes. soul crushing to like yeah. every day like you can't really change anything and mm. you gotta wake up at 6 a.m to oh and he's stuck in one town ta- like yeah. town like mm. you can't go out you can't travel or anything no. like i had a fan theory watching this okay because he's staying at a cute little B&B he hasn't oh, yeah. stayed at before mm. and the lady who runs it Ms. seems Lancaster. very pleasant Miss Lancaster mm-hmm. and he is quite rude to her okay oh. and the little look crosses her face Do you think she's a witch and I think she is the one oh. who has 
made him go through these days over and over again and only when he is good enough to is that she is satisfied and lets him move on to the next day do you wow. think when he gives his uh monologue to a sleeping rita she's like at the wall with a glass <laughs> listening <laughs> and then like winks to her husband or something <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like it. Mr. Lancaster might be dead. Oh. Wow. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah probably. You don't God see him. damn it. Yeah, maybe he's just watching Jeopardy. Yeah, he's unless, he's, Jeopardy unless he's one of my oh. MVPs. Yeah, Jeopardy I mean, couch, old men. <laughs> let's let's do MVPs. <laughs> There's right. so many. There really are. There's so many. We already talked about the flat tire ladies, flat tire which ladies. is how they were credited. Is yes. that right? Flat yes. Flat tire ladies. Ugh. Crushed. They, they were, were great. Um, so, so great. Yeah. The old people watching Jeopardy yeah. while he's just like drunkenly crushing jeopardy yeah and they're like earnestly like very excited for him yeah and not don't seem phased that he's like drinking straight out of a jack daniels i mean you know young people they just (laughs) they do what they have to do um what else oh there's a one of the groundhog officiants Uh uh-huh has a side that says blizzard but he's holding (laughs) it upside down yeah got it yeah and i I'd like to think he, it was an accident, and then he just played along. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, because he notices and turns around. That yeah. guy was really great. So many good mustaches and vests. <sighs> yeah, all over the place. I mean, we already talked a little about the most important vest in the hotel. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. But the mayor's got a vest that's like red and black flannel. Oh, yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Can we quickly, like, Brian Doyle Murray is a treasure, first of all. Yeah. Bill Murray's brother. He plays the mayor. But I didn't realize how much of a treasure is in this movie because I thought he'd spend the whole time just being up on stage and just Brian Doyle murdering it for like yep. two minutes. But when he kidnaps the groundhog, there's a point where he, I assume, deliberately chooses to run like a cartoon penguin or something. Oh. It's amazing. That whole sequence is incredible. So like good. it is straight out of a cartoon. So good. The soundtrack can't figure out what it's doing. Though, no. Or the score, I should say. Because it's like a car chase. Like, the police are after him. And so it's kind of doing that, but also kind of being a cartoon. Yeah, I think that was deliberate. You think it was, like, mix these? You don't think they hit the mark on it, though? It was confusing. Maybe I was just living in the darkness, and I was like, I know he's going to go kill himself yeah, for that crowd. Right. What? <laughs> you were too focused on the real <laughs> elements going yeah. on? Yeah. He's convinced that he has to end the cycle through Aww. sacrifice i never yeah when i saw this as a kid i never appreciated that like it wasn't that he was just like being an id monster and he's like i'm just gonna steal the groundhog because fuck it he like genuinely thought like oh this might work yeah if i destroy the groundhog maybe it will break the curse yeah yeah i mean he's a really good driver though the groundhog yeah it's a really good job he had kind of muppet hands he, he definitely had muppet hands Tokyo yeah. yeah he definitely had muppet listen hands. if someone wants to do a crossover image of a groundhog oh, yes. doing tokyo drift yes. i would like i have i feel it's here coming in anticipation of how amazing that just would thinking be. about it <laughs> it was but he did he had little muppet hands and he was just—it was just so cute. Would you say Scooter is your MVP? Yeah. Oh, Scooter. Oh, hands down. That but I feel like Scooter is, is even more than an MVP. <laughs> I feel like Scooter really <laughs> is an anchor uh-huh. for the entire movie. Would you say um, he's the groundhog of groundhog? Oh. <laughs> he grounds you amidst all the misery. Yeah. Oh, but my favorite—my uh, second favorite MVP has got to be that bartender. Oh my god. Yeah. He threw so much shade. So he good. was amazing. No time for anyone. <laughs> Literally every time. It didn't matter who was at the bar. It would always cut to him just looking at them like shaking his head like, what the fuck are these people doing? <laughs> it's 
freaking bar. I've been here every <laughs> single day for yeah, right? Maybe 20 he years. Maybe he has relived that same day forever. Yeah, and he's heard every pick Do you think line. multiple people in that town are having the Groundhog Day curse <laughs> and we just don't know it? That'd be amazing. Like that, that guy's just like, gotta come into work every single yeah. day. Like he's really dedicated, yeah. but just eye rolling yeah. constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was real good. In the world where I was imagining that um, Bill Murray was living in a haunted bed and breakfast, yes. and that's how the curse started. <laughs> yes. He was the bartender from The Shining, but I guess he's the bartender in a different location. I mean, the he's whole the town can be hotel. like the hotel. I guess they all can right? be ghost town. Yeah. 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 And then uh, I guess Rise is beyond the level of MVP, but Stephen Tobolowsky oh my God. Mm-hmm. is Needle-Ned. the greatest. He's so good. I, he's so good. So good. He's so good at playing that annoying. The most annoying, annoying man in the oh. world. <laughs> he's insufferable. I mean, at one point, he, it was, just, it just on the subtitles just said trill, yeah. and I don't know that I can make the noise. Uh, yeah, and it was such an unex, like it was such an unexpected choice too, because it was literally just like, oh, where like uh, uh, Rita and Phil were like leaving the dance and they run into Ned and Ned's like, oh, you bought all my insurance. It's the best of my life. And he's like, where are we going? And she's like, let's not ruin this. He's like, oh, I got it. <laughs> like, I don't even know. Yeah, he just kind of makes this. responding to the sick burn that was yeah. held against him. This is the guy who says bing every time you say something correct. Yeah. This is the guy who had to say Whoa! like 40 times because he's a professional actor. Yeah. Yeah, I just, oh, pretty he, amazing. He did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show, which, what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. There's so many oh details jam-packed into his story. It's so good. What a rich, terrible character oh, I never want to talk to. Uh, he removes his hat to confirm his identity, as if that's the identifying <laughs> factor. Like, you know, this part of my head. Well, okay. Oh. Ned the head. Do you think he was bald in high school? Oh, uh, maybe. Oh, wow. He's also needle nose. Wow. What is a needle nose? Great question. Does that mean it's something? Like a long nose pliers? Nose. It's like a pointy nose. Okay. Like a thin nose pointy nose. Seems fine. I, don't I know. mean, I don't think that he has really a, a needle nose. If that's what that is. Maybe it they sounds just... like he got picked on a lot. Yeah. Like those nicknames are not ones you give to someone you like. No. Yeah. <laughs> he Aww. dated his sister until he told him to stop. Yeah. Which is a pretty good line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, to be clear, he dated Bill Murray's sister. Yes, not his own sister. (laughs) I was like, like, wait a minute. That's a dark (laughs) turn. (laughs) He's just, he's He's so good. Like, well, it's so funny because the guy, the the first guy he sees, Porkchop. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like, it's great because he, like, sets the, like, he sort of sets it at this, like, very low bar of just, like, okay, there's a lot of people in this town that are going to annoy Phil with his black little heart. And, like, they throw that guy there. It's like, this guy's great. He's a little irritating in just that he's just, like, so, boom, I'm so enthusiastic, even though it's 6 a.m. Yeah. But then they're just like, oh, hold on. There are far more annoying people in this town. (laughs) But the thing about that first guy who goes unnamed, we'll call him Porkchop, um, he is so affected by Bill Murray. Oh, my God. That's right. the other characters aren't. So if Bill Murray is really rude to him, like, it crushes him. Oh. And when Bill Murray is kind to him, it like is life changing. That's right. I forgot. I totally forgot. <laughs> okay, that was my. And it, that might have been one of my two Scooter Punk Tony <laughs> Phil credited as Scooter in the uh, end of the movie. That is one of my Scooter driving the truck scenes where I don't even. I think it's like on his best day. 
yeah. where he wins the heart of a woman, which uh, is problematic. Yeah. Uh, but he's, I don't even remember what he says to Porkchop, but like they keep the camera on him after Bill Murray leaves the scene. And he just did this weird little, like, he kind of like straightens out and puffs his chest up and gives a little nod, like, I'm ready to take on the world. <laughs> like, for no real discernible reason, Bill Murray has just given him this newfound lease on life. Yeah. He's like the kind of guy that looks for signs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like a a good sign first thing in the morning is going to carry him pretty far. Like, what a friendly man I met today. Yeah. I'm having a great life. It's going to be good. Oh. Yeah. But he was great. Yeah. He was great. And if you think about it, yeah, not all the characters were as affected Mm because you couldn't be. Like, you couldn't fit that much shock into one scene. Yeah. Think about that guy's day when Bill Murray just goes downstairs, comes back with a toaster, (sighs) kills himself for the first time. Wow. Yeah. That's got to be rough. It's true. They don't show like the coroner anything and what's fascinating is they also like i thought once bill murray died that he would immediately wake up again but they carry on the whole day like they identify his body yeah Yeah, that was that was real dark and i I know like the theory of comedy is that if you're going to have stuff that's really slapstick the darkness has to really even it out it's sort of like the airplane theory what airplane the movie is so slapstick oh but if you pay attention to the themes they're incredibly dark yeah uh, and I guess the same with this. But yeah, man, that's rough. Yeah, I really appreciated the suicide montage. Yeah, I, I did guess. too. No, I did too. <laughs> I'm, with to say, I'm with you. I'm with you. It added a very real element to this. Like, I think that's a very reasonable point for mm-hmm. someone to be at reliving the same day over and over and not having a way out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This movie got real. Life is a prison. That is the lesson (laughs) of this movie. Oh my God. Life is a prison unless you are nice to people and actually try to improve others' lives. And then an underdeveloped woman will fall in love with you. (laughs) What I took away from it is that I can change any man just by my presence. Yeah. 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 Over time. (laughs) You have to be kind of hard to get. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be nice enough for to have something to aspire to be. It's like Nancy gave it up right away. Yeah. She's a whore. Jesus! <laughs> what? Well, who is this person? Oh, I am Chase. playing along with Molly the little Chase. bit that okay. we set up. Everything Molly said earlier has been completely deflated. <laughs> is that women on women's but it was weird oh, where wow. she was like all about it even mm-hmm. after he was like a total dick to her. Yeah, yeah he, he called out Rita like twice. two times. And then like, like yeah. very facetiously was like, I love you, will you be my wife? And she just was like into it. Oh, I guess she just wanted to get it. I guess at like, that get point. Get it, girl. Yes, yeah. but then she just wants some of that D. still play that character that way. Be yeah. like, you're an a-hole, but I want that D. Like yeah. that would be yeah. more. Honestly, if that had been in the movie, that'd be an amazing line. Yeah. All credit to the screenwriters. Yeah. She needed to be a Samantha? You, you always try to do this. You, you always try to do show. this, and you have no you idea have what you're no talking idea. about. I mean, one of them wanted that D. <laughs> Didn't they all want that D <laughs> on occasion? It. Wasn't that yeah. the whole point? But Samantha was like... She really was. Like, so I'm the other person who's never seen the show. <laughs> <laughs> I have also never seen the show. I have okay, only seen the first movie. $8,000. Wow. We'll watch all of Sex and the City <laughs> and, the series and? and none of the movies. Oh, what's the other show we're going to watch, though? Oh, oh God, Entourage. Oh, yeah. It would have to oh, be Entourage. Yeah. We should no. definitely do that. How much Please money? Please don't know. How much 8, money? 8000 Yes, $8,000. I don't want you to donate that much money. <laughs> do Please it. don't make me watch Entourage. Beth doesn't have to watch Entourage. I don't Thank care. Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited for this project. $8,001, Beth doesn't have to watch Entourage. <laughs> I'm going to donate that $1 myself. Uh, Just start refunding. <laughs> <laughs> Or we 
we talking about? We were talking about suicide before we got to this. Oh, and before then, that, yeah. and after that, though, we were talking about like uh, Beth's understanding of how to get a man. Yes. Yeah. Is um, you know, to make sure it's a, it's a coworker, uh, and uh, and to decline, but to do it in sort of a flirtatious way. Yeah. So you don't lose your job. Yeah. But then eventually he'll become a better man. Yeah. Yeah. Here is the problem. If literally, (laughs) no, but I mean, if literally everything else, like if that entire great, you know, best day where he's a good hashtag good man, Uh if that went entirely the same way it did, except like the last few minutes of the movie, there was like a more like, I don't know, uh, like it, it, if it ended on just like he had a, woken up the next day by himself, right? And he goes downstairs and they and just sees had like lobby, this very pleasant exchange. And he says, "Would you like to get a cup of right. coffee?" Right. Some with discussion me? of like, "Let's progress this. Let's get to know each other better." Or even if he was like approached her in a really human, decent way. Yeah. Or even if she approached him at that point, like he'd already yeah. had this very pleasant day. He was having a pleasant morning, being polite to Mrs. Lancaster, mm-hmm. and she even suggested. If she said, I have gotten a fantastic job in New York at a much better station and will be leaving, would you like to date now that I'm leaving and no longer entangled in a career situation? Oh, I see. Mm. Yeah. I see. Yeah. See? It's a mess. I I think it could have been, I think that could have been a really beautiful scene, actually, to have her waiting at the bottom of the staircase. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I had a great day with you yesterday. Yeah. What are we doing today? Yeah. And then he could have his, like, you're really here. Yeah, but it's not a. I mean, I get why it didn't do I that. Get the right. cinematic excitement of like, ooh, there's an arm reaching across and turning off yeah. the thing. But that's yeah. like all movies. And also, he pinches her really hard. There's a lot that is required of her to make him seem less boorish. It's yes. like the Kelly and Regis show. Okay, where I'm like listening. Regis Philbin just gets to yell and be a grumpy old man, <laughs> and he's made charming by Kelly Ripa's presence. <laughs> mm. Where she laughs in such a way as to make it acceptable. Oh, and this sure. is women's job day in and day out, and we're trained for it at a very young age. That it's our job to make boorish, shitty men look not so bad. Yeah. Yes. That's this podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> when can we go back to talk about how much I love suicide scenes yeah, and right? <laughs> Hashtag life is a prison. <laughs> Oh, can I pivot real hard? Yeah. Unless you want to keep talking about suicide. I mean, I have something tangentially related. But oh, go, go for it. Um, I don't want to lose this thread. Uh, okay. uh, I I appreciate the the mental flow of Bill Murray, like yeah. the stages that he goes through in this. They mm-hmm. felt very grounded and real. Of yes. like that one point Groundhog. where he feels like he is a god, grounded hog. Yes. Thank oh, you. nice. Yeah. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> like he starts. He start he he gets that early period where he's like game playing yeah. where he's like what can I get out of this yep. I'll bang the hottie yep. uh-huh. I'll get the woman I think I love yep. um and I'll steal the money get the car all that stuff and then eventually like at some point he gets he thinks he's a god mm-hmm. I feel I found that delusional period like very like yeah you probably yeah, would go through yeah, that yeah yeah and just then the end of the arc him coming out uh changing everybody's lives I guess that's where it's got to go yes. Um, it I mean, could, it go, could go way darker. Oh, it could it go, could way, go darker, way darker for sure. Like yeah. he, there could be like him massacring the town. Yeah, mm-hmm. at some point, or maybe that's totally did happen. disassociating. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that like wouldn't be a comedy at that point. Yeah. 
Like if we just Groundhog Day too. Witnessed... <laughs> what if that like the next day <laughs> he goes 3rd? to bed and he wakes up and it's February second again. Oh, uh, he only gets one February third. Then yeah. he would be chasing that same second day the whole time, but it wouldn't be authentic anymore because right. he's still chasing the yep. dragon of waking up on February third. <laughs> sure. I lost myself. It's fine. I get it. Anyway, that's what I wanted to say. And yeah. now Dan's hard pivot. The scene where, like, kind of the first indication that he's, like, he's now, his routine is, like, helping people and, like, trying to do as much good in the town as he can in one day. When he, this was a sign of, uh, that watching this movie at a different age for me was when he catches the kid who falls out of the tree. Like, when I was a kid or whenever, however old I was when I saw this, I was just like, oh, you know, good for him saving this kid. But this time, now that I'm, uh, an actual adult who is out of their 20s as soon as he catches the kid I'm just like oh my god that probably like shattered his back <laughs> that was my first thought yeah. so I appreciate uh, Bill Murray the actor or Harold Ramis the director or both at least one of them was like oh you have to indicate that your back hurts because that yeah. is insane yeah. you're like a 40 year old man yeah <laughs> I have another lighter thing, uh, which is MVP I forgot about, which is the tunnel cop. <gasps> oh, he's great. Yes, we only on. meet him once. That's why we I forgot him about him. Uh, when they try and get out of town before they learn that they can't, so you can't leave. He doesn't do a great job of acting. <laughs> <laughs> but I really appreciate him for the closest where he just jabs his finger at Bill Murray over and over and told tells yeah. him he can't go through the tunnel because it's winter. Yeah. And he'd yeah. die if he went that way. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know. He really hands it up. He's and great. I appreciate it. Yeah, okay. he was great. Oh, that's right. He even goes to a therapist. Dave Pasquazi. Pas- yeah. Pasqua- yeah. What? Dave Pasquazi. Pasquazi. Pasquazi as TJ <laughs> and Dave. Famous improviser. Yep. Credited as David Pasquazi. Oh. Um, can I make a correction about Andy McDowell? Yes. I misstated something earlier. I said it was a movie called Caveman, and there may or may not be a movie out there called that, <laughs> but that's not what this movie was. It was Greystroke, The Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. Okay. The, so you I, saw that? No. Oh. I'm pretty sure, well, you know what? I'm pretty sure that was the one where she got voiced over but you know maybe that's not even her credit <gasps> maybe I'll, okay i'll do more imdb research and i will update via twitter if somebody reminds me okay um but <laughs> then she appeared in saint elmo's fire in 1985 a couple other movies but it was 1989 sex lies and videotape that was the big independent film that made her very famous and then that led to green card um and uh groundhog day shortcuts for weddings and a funeral and so on mm-hmm. so you're welcome and magic mike and magic mike two? the second one i don't know <laughs> she's in one of the magic mics Great. i think it's the second one because i don't think she's in the, well you know what why rely on me she plays like a flirtatious mom oh. oh but she her filmography has like 65 roles in it Whoa. my goodness good job andy good so job i andy. looked at the Get headline of imdb money <laughs> you're welcome Stack that cash. Stack that cash. Multiplicity? Yes. Oh, with uh, Keaton. She's in that, right? Yeah. Okay. Isn't she the... Uh, Lady? The, the woman? <laughs> you know, oh, the woman. The Speaking woman of who the woman, improves him. Yeah. Passes the Bechdel Waltz test. Oh, yeah. he does. Yes, yeah. and I was sort of right. It was the waitress. Doris. Doris. Doris the waitress. She's great. Doris, Doris is also great. so great. Everybody in the town is great. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's just take a collective appreciation for everyone in that diner where he's like demonstrating his godhood to her yeah most everyone in that diner like 
is so keen on the stranger just knowing a bunch of shit about them. They're <laughs> yeah. all just like, yeah, that's right. Well, it's a small town. I no, guess they're true. used to it. I would have been like, what? <laughs> right? I don't know you. Ooh, uh, the newly, soon-to-be-married people, they were the best ones of just the guy. Because he crushed his one line in that scene where he's like, oh, but what's-her-name's having Zout? And he just goes, what? <laughs> in this very petulant, young dude way. Yeah, yeah, but then they come back later and he's like, thanks for talking her into marrying me. Yeah. Oh, that's I, weird. That gave me a weird feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I couldn't just de- I couldn't quite decide. My first reaction was like, uh, no one should be convinced to get married. Yeah. But then like I don't know, being nervous about something and right. being not what's the right word? Having someone to talk to and talk through it. Yeah. Like, there is a situation where that's a fine way to go. Yeah. Right. I mean but, at no point it was, was it like specifically marrying him though. It wasn't just the idea of getting married generally. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was more I mean, just did you like see him? she's had. Oh Jesus, Molly! <laughs> he looks like a jerk. What? Because <laughs> he was tall. He's just a teen. Jesus. <laughs> just a young teen. This is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm saying. You're like deflating your own position because you're putting all these shallow judgments on all the other men in this movie. So when you're saying that Phil is this awful person and he's gross, well, he is how, awful and gross. Sure, but how deep does this actually? How deep is this criticism actually based off of? Maybe well, you're just we see a lot shallowly of judging all of these oh, men. Please. I mean, most men are gross. I'm not disputing that. No one is disputing I feel like that. Earlier in this podcast, y'all basically sat me down and told me that men are worse than I thought. Did it? I don't remember. Yeah. Worse than you thought? Yes. Oh, when was that? Oh, earlier in the run of this whole podcast. <laughs> no, like Today? earlier this very day. Or maybe I'm just reliving it. <gasps> Ooh, when he no. said that Bill Murray uh, was horrible because that's how he showed he loved her yes yeah yeah there was I some mean, yeah. awkward silence and some looking around and looks that to me said who's gonna tell her oh you don't know that happens is that new information to you <laughs> they're like men are gross to show they like you which is not okay no but it's but, real yeah, yeah it's very very real yeah. yeah it is yeah it is i probably missed a bunch of stuff Probably missed a whole lot of stuff. You're like, he's so rude to me, and he's, he's like, so I love rude. her so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I mean, do yeah, that. absolutely. Do hey, teens listening hey, to this yeah, podcast actually, hey, and teen. full-grown men. Oh, sure. Well, okay, but we men. they're a lost cause. They should yeah. just be Screw thrown them. in a concrete just box and thrown in the ocean. Live uh, the same day over and over again until you change. <laughs> teens, you have a chance. Yes. If you like a girl, yeah, just be straight with her and be kind. If she says no. Stop doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just stop. Yeah. You can still be friends if you're both okay with that. Yeah. But, you know, hey, just settle down. Fucking cool it. Just cool it, teens. <laughs> it's not a prize. No. She's a human being. Yeah. She could be your best friend in the future if you just give her a chance and don't see her as a prize to be won. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. Just saying, hashtag like- cool it, teens. <laughs> hashtag cool it, teens. I feel like we're changing lives on this podcast. <laughs> Well, Dan and I are living this day over and over again. Yeah, so. I mean, life is a prison, and we are becoming less boorish because we spend so much time with you two. So, you know. We bet there would be snowmen. Yes. And then someone, Beth, maybe? It's not me. Oh, it was definitely me. Double down on the snow things and said, if there's snowmen, there must be snow angels. Yeah. yeah. No we snow angels. We really, we were really... really wanted snow Hoping angels i mean there was like a sort of collapse in the snow mm-hmm. 
perfect uh, opportunity. Perfect, perfect opportunity. opportunity. Disagree that it was a perfect opportunity. Why? Wholeheartedly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're having a romantic day with the woman that you're in love with for whatever reason. Let's not <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> You get attacked by teens. Oh, yeah. Those throwing teens snowballs. Just randomly throw a snowball at an old man? Again, yeah. there's something wrong with that. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> you fall down. You stare into each other's eyes. Yeah. At that point, you go, you roll away from her and start flailing your lips. Okay, let me present this to you. Maybe, no. maybe though, right? We're getting, that is the, the chase golden path. Where you're not coming on too strong, and you're just like, let's have fun, let's make snow angels, let's get to know each other better, let's have a pleasant conversation while we flail our arms up and down in the snow. Yes, there's a path to that. It's just, it's not my path, and if it's not whoever's path I'm in with the snow, they're not for me. Oh, and I'll I'm... cool it, and I'll go on my way. Uh, there is a second take with the teenagers throwing, uh, pelting them with snowballs. Where his dialogue is something oh, like, it's so I'm, good. I'm Wish I could have talked to you all. <laughs> like every line is just him hitting this kid thing over and over and over. It's so perfect. It is really I, good. Yeah, I think that scene is really great too. I because love that, that comes scene. that comes right after the sequence of him trying to do it right and win her mm-hmm. video game style. Yep. Um, and I, it feels like he, that's the one right after he felt like he almost had it and he's realizing it's not going to work. Like this way is not going to work. So he's kind of like, fuck it. I don't care. Desperate. Snowballs. Yes. I love everything. Let's adopt all the children. And he's just like losing his mind. And she's like, stop. That to me honestly was the most, I mean, that was the most male day of the whole movie in my opinion of just like oh that didn't work i'll just try it harder and with more desperation yeah 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 kids if you're listening oh yeah, yeah. cool Teens, listen fucking take a break just take a breath talk to whichever parent or family member you trust if you have feelings that you can't quite yeah. parse out yourself if there's no one in your life that's like that Tweet at us. Tweet at us. <laughs> Absolutely. We are here for Absolutely. you, teens. Absolutely. Listen, listen. We are all of various ages, even though we were all secretly 35. Uh, we're all various ages, slightly different backgrounds. We've all had different experiences with our fellow human beings. I'm sure as a brain trust, we could help some teens out. Yeah. Yeah. For like little stuff. Like if seriously, if you've got like serious issues, I encourage you to seek professional help. Call the hotline. But if you just need to know how to cool it, we can probably help you out. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag teach me how to cool it. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> teach me totes. Hashtag cool it teens. <laughs> uh, teach me how to cool it. We should go into school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, shit. Yes. Okay. If we get $9,000 in our Patreon, we will start a touring educational edutainment live podcast slash sketch comedy show yes. we'll all get solid colored t-shirts Absolutely. of different colors uh, at least one of us will wear a floppy hat yeah we will have at least one hula hoop there will be so much sitting backwards in chairs yes you will not believe it we will hire a keyboard player <laughs> and we will teach you how to cool it and all your peers yeah you will probably talk during that assembly. We're gonna need new microphones, but ones that like are like the ones that go around oh, your head. Yeah. Oh, like a little... yeah. Addendum: We will sweat very heavily on stage. <laughs> probably in areas that will be uncomfortable. 
and you come out uncomfortable for us and uncomfortable for you to witness. That will be a test in how well you can cool it. We'll act out scenarios that are true to life. Yes. Yes. Exactly. In which we will all cool it. Yes. Well, one of us one will of us start cool not it. cooling it. Yeah. One of us will learn. We'll learn how to yeah. cool it. And so will you, teens. Yes. $9,000. So $9,000 a month. You hear that, parents? Yeah. Hey, parents. Hey. Maybe throw a little gun yeah. our way. Throw a couple ducats. You you ducats? Ducats yeah. into our bucket. Yeah. Ducats oh. into our bucket. That's worth it. You got play. a hot teen? Wait. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, wait a minute. What? Let's wake up 6 okay. a.m. Okay. I got you, babe. Right. Parents. Starting over. Is your teen hot? No. Give us wait, some money. We'll cool it down. No, no. 6 a.m. Oh, okay. 6 a.m. We're almost there. We're right. almost there. Hey, parents of hot teens. No. God damn alert. No. Alert. No. 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 Is your teenage do- son or daughter hot? Submit dollars to patreon.com slash toe We will cool it. Oh, wow. We're entrepreneurs, man. All we need is eight thousand? Nine thousand. Nine thousand. Eight thousand dollars is on sex in the sex in the tirage. Oh. Sex tirage. Sex tirage, yep. Uh-huh. Hard pivot. Rita has a weird favorite drink. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Rita. You know what? Sweet vermouth. I did not like that on part the of the Sweet vermouth with, with, a, a twist. with a twist. I hope a twist of vodka. Maybe a twist of martini. Oh, Who knows? I believe with a twist means lemon. Oh, yeah. no. I, li- don't dance-blame that to me. I know what it actually means. <laughs> I was making a hilarious joke about no one should just be ordering sweet vermouth. It should be an ingredient in a martini. Do you think... Did I really hurt your feelings? I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, I'm fine. It's acting. Yeah. Wow. But also, that was thank really you. good acting. Thank It'll you for showing educational show. Thank yeah. you for showing how to be a good person. Now Dan has seen that, and he'll wake up tomorrow and relive this yeah. and be less of a boorish man. Yeah. Question I've to for cool you: it. Do you think the classic doesn't have time for a shot of the bartender was they had a camera positioned to get that shot? They didn't tell the bartender what Andy McDowell's line was going to be. This mm-hmm. was a real bartender. This is not an actor. This is a bartender mm-hmm. that they brought in for the day. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, just, you know, like, it's just your regular job. Like, you know, this is just your regular job. And they are then, without him knowing, the lead actor of the movie ordered a sweet vermouth on the rocks with a twist. And that was just his genuine reaction <laughs> to someone ordering that. I think, I think he is honestly a, a genius actor. Mm-hmm. Who was able to recreate nuances to that same expression yeah. multiple times that all fit exactly the situation? Now, could it be like they do with those HGTV shows? You're gonna have to elaborate. Okay. What do they do with those HGTV shows? <laughs> so, if you see shows like Design on a Dime or <clears throat> Flip It or whatever, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Flip It or whatever. My favorite one. Yeah, I, Flip it or I watch whatever. that. You know that, like, when you turn on HGTV yep. and they just play the same show yep. all the time. My favorite days are when they're playing Flip It or whatever. Yeah. Ten thousand dollar Patreon. We will start a show where we. Try to flip houses and then immediately give up when we realize we do not have the skills or the capital yeah. to do it successfully. Yeah. Okay. And that'll be the big reveal. Do we flip it? Or, or whatever. whatever. <laughs> it's it's usually <laughs> Well, sometimes it's 
sometimes on these reality shows like that, uh-huh. um, what they do is they'll have a couple like react to what the designers have said on the inside of their house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And very naively, I always thought that they were actually showing video of what the designers were saying, but of course they aren't. I had friends who were on one of those shows, and they're like, no, they just have you hold a blank iPad in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then they say stuff like, what if they say your house smells like dirty old snails? <laughs> <laughs> and they just get them to do different facial reactions, these it. extreme reactions, and oh. they just piece it together later. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that, but I... I feel so Believe naive it. for not realizing there, it. I did you know that in a lot of reality television, when rich women are yelling at each other at bars, mm-hmm. uh, those reaction shots that are nonverbal may not actually be occurring at the same time as the horrible <laughs> statements are being made. That makes sense. Because mm-hmm. how many cameras do they have? They got at I least did three. See right? in Ooh. Miami, which gets mentioned several times in this movie in that opening banter. Yeah. Uh, I did see what's his name from Jersey Shore. That one guy. Situation. Yeah, he was being followed by cameras, and it was like pretty small cameras. Like I always pictured bigger ones, but I guess you got that many and that much time. Yeah. Yeah, I lived in Austin, Texas for a time. (laughs) Sorry, where? Wow, where'd that that come from? Six a.m. I lived in Austin, Texas for a time. Oh. Uh, and that time corresponded when the real world was filming there. That's uh, amazing. And I worked for a sandwich shop, and I delivered a sandwich to the real world Just one? House. Wow. Well, a like bag Alfred of sandwiches. Oh, okay. Right. Were they like, thank you? I said, <laughs> how's the show going? And they said, we can't talk about it. Oh. Wow. And then they paid me, and I left. Great. Wow. wow. I also saw them at a bar. And everybody kind of hated them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they did. That's it. Great. The magic of television. The belt I just bought. (laughs) No, not just bought. The belt I bought there. Oh. It was 12 years old. I bought a used belt in Austin, Texas. You were 12 years old in Austin, Texas? Let me start over. 6 a.m. 6 a.m. I got you. I lived in Austin, Texas for a time. Yes. And I bought a used belt there for $8. Okay, great. And it just broke. Wow. wow. Over 10 years old. Wow. Mm. What an interesting and important story. And <laughs> the new belt that I have is not as good. Oh. You need to go back to Austin? I do. And then get a used belt, I guess. Yes, I'm living over my time in Austin till I find the right belt. Yeah. yeah. So this is where I go. <laughs> what a great story. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, belts. I think you actually hurt his feelings. Yeah, no, he's crushed. He's crushed on the inside. Well, before we get to how we feel about the movie for real, we like to read a review of our own podcast, a five-star review, left somewhere, probably iTunes. If not, tell us somewhere else. In the impression of a character from the movie or Or someone else, Nick Cage. Joe Dante. Joe Dante, Joe Prado, um, <laughs> if we're so inspired. And we do have reviews. Wow. wow. Multiple reviews. But don't stop leaving them. Yeah, please. Because we're going to keep doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So get over to iTunes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, does I mean, anybody feel particularly inspired? Oh, flat tire lady. I mean, they all kind of were just like, you know, standard american english actor characters sure right maybe maybe joe prado just throwing that out there maybe joe prado might sure. be fun joe prado joe. transportation 
Do you want to do it, Molly? No, okay, when you say Joe Prado, do you mean Joe Prado or do you actually mean Joe Dante? I don't care. They're two. Okay, they are two very distinct <laughs> characters. Okay, I mean, this review is also called Cage. Oh. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay, I well, I think it calls for Cage. It calls right. for Cage. <clears throat> it's time for Cage. <laughs> it's literally just called Cage. All right. Uh. <laughs> uh got to find my sorry i got to find my entry point <sighs> this podcast is great to listen to while driving through louisiana it is also nice to listen while flying through the air huh. i've enjoyed every episode <laughs> more about the salads <laughs> Casey's fan club that's the name the username is Casey's fan club thank you Casey's fan club thank you that, 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 that. Yeah. Uh, uh, today's the salad was a garden salad uh, with croutons that honestly Kate, a little Molly, soggy no one wants to hear yeah, about no the salad, <laughs> salad. Are you kidding he we also got a Greek salad. Uh, but Dan doesn't like olives, so I like olives. Know. I want. I don't want to be misrepresented on this show. I do not like olives. This Dan likes olives. They're a gross food. What? They're just like salty deliciousness. Yeah. Oh, they got a weird bitterness to them. I don't like. Oh, some somebody's got some weird bitterness to them. I'll tell you that. I mean, yeah. Well, please mitigate it for the podcast. <laughs> okay. Somebody needs to cool it, but I'm not sure who. Well, we got any teens in here? <laughs> Has this ever happened to you? That's the creepiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Are those teens hot? <laughs> well, I've got some advice for you. <laughs> well, our name is Totrito, and we're here to say... <laughs> like to cool it in a cool oh, way. Hey, your teens, are you super hot? <laughs> Come on over and take a squat. <laughs> oh, $9,000. Oh, yeah, we got to get that air horn in there. Yeah. Teens oh, love right. that shit. <laughs> That's true. Dan, you gave it three. You were worried about how comedies could hold up. Yes. Oh, that's all I said. Okay, I, that's all I wrote. Uh, yes. Um, I think the parts that were actual jokes were still pretty funny. Like, I feel yeah. like with a lot of Bill Murray movies, a lot of it's just like, "Hey, it's Bill Murray doing what he does," and like whether you are in the mood for that is whether you find it funny. Mm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the jokes weren't really jokes. It was just him, just like, "Hey, I'm just gonna say these lines in a snarky Bill Murray way." But the stuff that was actually like funny was funny. The scooter jump driving around thing, great. Brian Doyle Murray, great. Bartender, great. Larry crushed it. Uh, I thought the premise was really interesting, and despite uh, some missed opportunities in the script, I think overall it was a cool concept. And like philosophical discussion underneath this weird little silly movie. Uh, so I will give it four groundhog ang- angles. Wow. Angels. Wow. Four ground angles. Ground angles. <laughs> Beth, you gave it five. You remember mm-hmm. loving it. Yeah. Um, I didn't love it as much as I thought I would. Uh, because of those reasons that we had discussed earlier. But... I still really liked it. I thought it was a funny movie, and I'd say four and a half 
snow angels. Groundhog. Groundhog. Ground angels. Which half of the groundhog? <laughs> oh, um, oh. the right side. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Unconventional. Yeah. After it flew out of that truck, after it exploded at the bottom yeah. of the corner. <laughs> I gave it four. Can't read what I wrote. <laughs> uh, I, I really, really liked it. Um, other than the one thing I commented earlier on that I said was my only problem with it. So, but yeah, it was maybe not as funny as I remembered, but made me think a lot harder than I remembered. Uh, I'm going to say 4.9. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Which really? point 0.9? Uh, the bottom point 0.9. Okay, so just like no a little ears? bit of a... Yeah, yeah no Do they ears. have ears? I wasn't looking. They got like, like little like little guys. Little woodland but, I mean, they have ears. to have ears. But I mean, like, do they have like big, prominent, any no. kind of other points? Or is it just no. like a little. It's just like little nubs. Okay. Yeah. So I think, yeah, just, I think for me, a five would have one small tweak to the script to change our conditions for how it looked like he was a good man where it wasn't just sexual conquest oh we didn't talk about did they bang oh oh did they bang did they bang did they bang 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 easy ones first did uh phil and nancy bang yes for sure i would argue that this is the first movie ever watched where you could theoretically ask did they all bang he's there for years did he seduce and sleep with majority of that town probably okay well, he should have gotten together with the B&B owner. Maybe he did. Mr. Lancaster? Maybe he did. Did I break the spell earlier? Yeah. Would uh, it, though? You're saying through sexual conquest, she would have been like, okay, you've learned your lesson. That seems That does like seem counter to everything else I've said. <laughs> <laughs> but the larger, more important question yeah. is, did him and Andy McDowell bang? No. No, I don't I guess think so. not. And they make a point of it in the script where he mentions he's still got his pants on. Yeah. Because she mm-hmm. says, like, oh, why weren't you? You just fell asleep. Oh, he kisses He kisses her. And then she says, oh, yeah, why weren't you like that last night? Yeah. And then um, you just fell asleep. And he's still wearing his clothes from yesterday. It's yeah. like jeans. Like it's yeah. Like- and that shirt with those collars that were really popular in 93. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Five stars. What? Whatever. Five oh, snow angels. Please. That gives the point one. Because they didn't bang. This conversation meant nothing to you. Yeah, because he I didn't. Haven't talked to you out of liking this movie? You haven't talked I mean, to me. I mean, was that the point? <laughs> I was never under the impression that was the point of the conversation. Yeah. Five snow angels. Snow groundhog. Groundhog. Made from from groundhog bodies. Whoa. Wow. That is a weird way to frame it. That is gross, man. We have five groundhog bodies making one snow angel each. Oh, like the beginning of Game of Thrones where there's a bunch of corpses like light out in a pattern on the snow. I don't know if they're dead or not. I didn't (laughs) say that. Okay. That's why I'm asking. I need a clarification. No, they're alive. Okay, cool. Just yeah, hanging out? They got to move they're their tiny fun. little arms. Scooter and co. They're adorable. Yeah. It's I want like... more groundhogs. You want less groundhogs in your life, Mom? <laughs> I... That's manipulative. I did not care for this movie. <laughs> Spoiler. You gave it two. You yeah. You wanted to give it a three because <laughs> you felt like you were going to give it a two. Yeah. But and then I... we... Go ahead. I do want to remind you mm-hmm. that you laughed for like a solid 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. at a part of the movie. Like literally we paused the movie so Dan could go do something and you continued to laugh about it because you were describing to me yeah. why it was so funny. Because <laughs> you weren't laughing as hard as I couldn't understand why not. Uh, yeah, y'all, I, I, I still want to give it a two. 
Uh-huh. I just like I enjoyed I the experience <laughs> of watching it with with you, and I really I really did delight in that scene. Um, but I I I don't know. I just I found the movie repetitive and frustrating. <laughs> And I'm sorry. I know there was a lot to it, and 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 I and I love Bill Murray, and and I love the people who created it, and and the townspeople were awesome. I yeah, just, I just couldn't get past the whole manipulative, kind of creepy side of it. I can't watch it with 1993 eyes. That's fair. Yeah. So, also, I never saw it when I was younger. So I didn't like imprint on it early. Mm. As like, oh, this is such a fun movie that I had a great time watching with my friends. I made like a conscious decision to watch it in my thirties. Alone. Alone. <laughs> like yeah. it's just not I don't have any of that emotional resonance. That's so fine. anyway, if this is my one chance to impress Bill Murray, I'm really sorry, man. I mean, there's no I don't think it's possible to it's impress possible him. It's possible to impress him. Yeah, he's, he's fine. Sort of Although he did own... give a tip in a magazine that I use all the time. Really? Yeah. If you have an avocado that gets ripe, yeah. you can just put it in your fridge and it'll keep a little longer. Oh yeah, I do that. I never knew that. Wow. Thanks, Phil Murray. Yeah. yeah. But also... He maybe, is a good man. But also maybe Google it. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, listeners. Here's another avocado tip. What? Oh. You cut an avocado Northern in half, California. and you only use half of it? Keep that pit in there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It'll uh, last a little longer. Yeah. Oh, because it keeps it like it less exposed I or something? I don't know. Something in the pit helps it. it don't you like oxidize. sprinkle it with lemon juice or something? That probably works yeah. too. Sounds like another avocado tip. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that yeah, a thing? Some people leave the pit in the guacamole. Oh. What does that do? To help preserve it. Does that actually know. do anything though? Listen. If you've already smashed it up. Okay. My favorite avocado story is when I was Totes Recall is hosted by Molly Chase, Beth Gibbs, Dan Jaquet, and Dan Linden. Produced by Beth Gibbs. New episodes of Totes Recall drop on the 15th of every month. For more information and bonus content, visit us at totesrecall.com. Thank you so much for listening.